Need to prepare. Need to prepare. Prepare. Life can turn on a dime. Know where your dimes are. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Casey Smith. Casey? Troy? Oh, okay. Uh, that's how we're going to do it. Um, <laughs> Melanie Melanie Wells is there here we as go. well. How yep. about that? I got it right. It always just takes me like one time. You know, that's yeah. all right. And uh, we have a producer who is has gotten where she talks a whole lot these days, Kelly Lynn Scalise. All right, let's delve into something a little bit more um, personal finance here. So we're going to take uh, Casey and Melanie here and exercise their brains. We've got Marcos. He is 51. He writes, my retirement savings took a hit during my divorce. My ex-wife was entitled to a good chunk of my retirement plan because she was a stay-at-home mom for many years and we were married for many, many more years. Uh, I've spent a good bit of savings moving out of the house, paying my share of our kids' college tuition, and of course on my divorce attorney. I thought I would be test driving my retirement in my 50s. I feel like I'm starting over. It's mid-year, and uh, that gives me six months to get back on track. Uh, what do I need to be reviewing, and what changes can I make to right all these financial wrongs? Wow. It's a lot, that's, a that's, lot that's, to that question. There, well, I mean, think about it, though. That's that's a hard position to be in, it you is. know? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, assuming you probably, you know, took a, at least half off the table, um, then you, you, I'm sure it does feel like starting over, um, which... It kind of is in some ways, and and looking at from an investment standpoint, you know, depending on what stocks and and bonds or or investments that were held that maybe were are now um, in your ex-wife's name, um, you know, it's probably time to to look at rebalancing the portfolio for one thing. You know, make sure that you're not overly concentrated in in one particular position or sector or or anything like that. Um, Or style. Or style, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Value so, versus growth usually is what we think of there. Right. Uh, but also, you know, from a financial planning and kind of cash flow standpoint, Melanie, is there anything that, that you would recommend there? I mean. Yeah, I mean, obviously with that kind of a life change, you know, your expenses are probably going to change. So it's a good idea to definitely take a look at your budget, know what your income sources are. And how much you're spending. I mean, you can't, exactly. if you were spending X amount of dollars eating out every month or every week, then you may or may not be able to continue that, just depending. Right. Yeah. I mean, looking at your budget is always a good idea. And, and I kind of look at this period, this second half of the year as sort of a second New Year's, a kind of a reality <laughs> check, just looking. It's it's good timing. I yeah. mean, if he's got six months to, you know, like I'm going to buckle down for these six months, it seems like it's a good it's opportunity. A good, good time yeah. Period. So kind of view it as, as a fresh start to a new you know chapter and um you know look at getting your house in order figuring out where your as melanie said where your kind of cash flow is coming from you know uh, we would probably suggest running cash flow projections kind of looking at your budget your expenses your income and figuring out what are the things that you you can maybe pare back on if you need to uh what are kind of your mandatory uh, non-discretionary expenditures versus things that you spend money on just because you can or you could uh that you may not be able to anymore um, baloney is that what you <laughs> eat lots of baloney right exactly it needs to be kind of a lifestyle check you know could be. if, yeah, if you could be. had a you know champagne lifestyle maybe you can't live on that anymore and yep. 
you know, you just have to kind of reevaluate. Well, but. one of the best things you could do is probably get an update on your financial plan. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or get a financial plan if you don't if have you one. If you don't right. have one. Right. Um, and, you know, that's, that is something you should always do. Um, but this is a great time, as Kelly Lynn said, you know, to try to look at this as a fresh start, uh, update your plan, make sure you've got an emergency fund, you know, kind of all back to the basics type stuff mm-hmm. here and just making sure your house is in order. If you've got debt, making sure that it's manageable, if you need to pay things off. And So looking at that emergency fund, I mean, yeah. like, what are we talking? I mean, I guess now he's a single yeah, so, a single versus a family. Does that mean right. more well, or less? So he's in his case, he said his, his wife was a stay-at-home mom for many years, or his ex-wife. So um, you know, the emergency fund situation doesn't necessarily change that much because they were kind of a one income household. It sounds like before the, mm-hmm. he's still a one income household. Uh, so we would recommend probably on the higher end of what the rule of thumb is like three to six months. Okay. I would probably say at least six months, if not a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, and you know, with Troy's been talking about valuations and the market being at all time highs or yep. prior to today anyway, um, which is Thursday when we're recording, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it, it'd be a, a good opportunity if you do have some dry powder, you know, maybe you can look at kind of dollar cost averaging a little bit of that in over time and, and making sure that you're not dumping it all in when the market might be poised for a, a bit of a pullback at some point. Okay. Yeah. Always a concern. It's not uncommon uh, when people have a, a major life change, whether it be the, the birth of a child, um, you know, a, a marriage, a divorce in this case, uh, basically anything that you don't think of as being financial quite often should be a point at which you stop and say, you know what, maybe I ought to talk to a financial planner. Yes, times, times like that is really where, you know, you should be seeking the advice of somebody who's a professional and does this for a living. Um, so if you'd like to reach out to Melanie or myself, feel free to give us a call at 770-429-9166, and we'll be happy to help you out. There you go. Uh, both Melanie and Casey are uh, CFP professionals. I think Kelly Lynn calls you. I always call you certificates because it just sounds like. I just like to say that uh, word. It's, it's so much fun to say. Uh, I, I get like confused. These certificates, not certificates. Right. Certificate and charter holder, and I don't want to mess it up. Yeah. So don't Don't put the CFP board on me. I don't need that. I like yeah. to use the... I, I, they will come. I, I, I say professional. I mean, you do it wrong. <laughs> you act like they're hiding under the table right now, ready right. to bop you on the head. Uh, now hopefully it's not that. They know. Yes, of course. All right, guys. Well, uh, we were talking about Marcos. He was uh, 51 and um, got a child that's 21. We've talked already about some of the things that uh, Marcos should consider, and uh, why not dive back into that? I know there's plenty else that we could uh, cover here. Yeah, I mean, there's really like a laundry list of of items that really he needs to consider and and think about aside from just the financial planning and the investment side of things. I mean, um, you know, Melanie mentioned one thing. Since he is over 50, what does that mean he can do? Ketchup. Ketchup. (laughs) Ketchup contributions to 401k plans um, and, you know, IRAs or Roth IRAs. He can do $6,500 more to then the max to his employer-sponsored plan, 401k, 403b, whatever. Probably the best way to make up some of the loss that he's feeling right now, because I know he did talk about, you know, how much of his assets had gone away and really yeah. mm-hmm. paring back on your expenses and, and adding to your retirement savings is probably one of the better ways to deal with that. No question. Yeah, I mean, the more you can save sooner, 
the longer you know you have for it to compound and continue to grow exponentially exactly. faster. Yeah, I mean he's fifty one. It's not you know he's not seventy one. Um, so mm-hmm. there's still some time there, and it, you know he may need to reevaluate and, and work longer or, or do uh, make some changes to his lifestyle or what have you. But it's not impossible. It's not too late by any means. Um, yeah, he's got opportunities to to recover essentially. Yeah, no question. Relatively young. From a tax standpoint, he's going to be going from a joint filer, I assume, to a single filer. So that's something that he should Mm. maybe look at talking to a tax advisor, maybe getting a tax projection run, make sure he's withholding enough. At 21, is is the child still dependent? Uh, Doesn't mm. it depend on whether or not they live in the house? I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that would definitely be something for him to look into. Right, and who's who's got who would be taking? Yeah, who I mean, would be taking? Twenty-one year old is an adult, so maybe he's on his own. It could he could be off of his own and not claimed as a dependent at all. But how many twenty-one year olds do you know? Not, not as many as he used to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that adult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, you know, estate planning that is going to be a big one. I, Very we've important. Had, we've had situations before where clients get divorced and they you know realize maybe a few years later that they haven't changed their beneficiary and it's still their ex-spouse um yeah which you know they may maybe they want that but i my guess is not probably definitely not. something to think about something yeah, I mean, to think i think about we've had sure. that happen before too where a client has passed away and not updated you know a random account and then all of a sudden somebody's getting assets that they didn't want to was yeah. their but, intention and then, of course, you know, family members are coming out of the woodworks to fight for it, and I should have gotten that, and it yeah, can it be can a mess. Yeah, create a big, big problem. Yeah, so it's more than just the beneficiary, the will, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. the will. I mean, and, and insurance, um, another consideration. So, really, this is it stretches, spans the gamut. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that touches your financial life, you want to review and look at, but maybe you have life insurance, and... You know, another beneficiary situation right. potentially, but also, do you really need the life insurance anymore if it was there to provide for your, you know, n- not um, your stay-at-home wife or your kid who's yeah. now 21? I think a lot of folks don't fully understand that a lot of times life insurance is just a replacement for your income. That's how we view it mm-hmm. uh, right. for the most part. I mean, there there are certain situations when you may need, uh, you know, some more advanced kind of life insurance planning, but for the most part, it's... It's about replacing your income in case you're not here anymore. Right. So that your family that. can continue the same lifestyle. But exactly. If exactly. there's nobody else that's depending on your income now, yeah, you know, may, yeah. may not, you may not need. need it. And, and that, that could actually be a good point uh, that they could use to cut expenses, as you've exactly. already mentioned, Stop Casey. And you could, yeah, exactly. Don't pay the premium and then save more for your retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So at fifty one, would he be looking at long term care as well? He could at that point. Yeah, I mean, you know, now and depending on what his situation is or was, you know, with was he relying on his spouse to provide for some of that long term care that would not, obviously not happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually the long term care events, actuarially speaking, happen around the life expectancy mm. of an individual. So he's hopefully a few years away from, you know, the need for it. But obviously. The sooner he starts shopping for that, if he needs it, the the cheaper the premium is going to be. And True. if he can qualify now, you know, whereas 10 years from now, who knows, you might have a health problem and not be able to, to get long-term care. So definitely something to, to start looking at. Uh, can't hurt to shop it around and see if that's uh, an opportunity or, or something that he may need. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All good points. Um, you've already touched on the cash, and it probably uh, your advice would be that it would have been the same prior to since he was a single 
Uh, it was a single income household. Yeah, if you were a dual income household, then you can afford to have a little bit less in your emergency reserve and, and kind of cash on hand just because, um, you know, obviously the chances that you both have a, a need where you've lost your income for some reason are a lot lower than one of you having a need for that. So you can generally be a little bit more aggressive if you're a dual income household. Um, but I, I mean, also the 10 year rule obviously applies here as well. Sure. You know, if, and depending on what assets were given to the, the spouse, maybe some of that was your 10 year bucket, your fixed income bucket, as we say, any money you need in the next 10 years, we want to have it in that fixed income, uh, investment, investment. Um, asset allocation. Exactly. Right? So revisiting all of that is, is important. So when you say cash, yes, it's your emergency fund, but it could also be part of your kind of 10 year rule fixed income bucket. Sure. Um, uh, that 10-year rule, by the way, is any money you need in the next 10 years, mm-hmm. instead of being invested in the equities market that's very volatile, yep. should actually be invested in fixed income that tends not to be very volatile. Right. Uh, there are some issues with it at the moment, uh, only because inflation is so high and your yields are so low in the market. It's transitory. Didn't we go, go over this? <laughs> that is true. Transitory. <laughs> At least KC's on board with the transitory. Uh, but really, what we like to, what I like to talk about, I won't say we. I, I'll leave you guys to say it yourself. But uh, truly, inflation is the benchmark. If you're investing and making more than inflation, you're growing your wealth. If you're marking time with inflation, you're you're protecting your purchasing power exactly if you're making less then you're not making enough yeah i mean that's the the whole concept of the 10-year rule is really just to maintain your ability to keep your purchasing power the same not risking that that principle of right. investment and um if you can mark time with inflation and and your purchasing power remains unchanged then th- that's as, as good as you can hope to do you're not trying to get rich off bonds truly yeah um, absolutely so, uh, but you are trying to protect and exactly. and quite often when uh, the stock market turns negative people you've heard of the flight to safety flight to quality whatever you want to call it but the flight to safety is you sell your equities and buy bonds the thing about a 10-year rule is you don't have to lose your emotions and sell your equities exactly it you can wait you until from the market emotions a lot of times and you know that's one of the things that we we lean on if when times get volatile in the equity markets is go back as long as you've got that 10 years of liquidity then doesn't matter it's a it's a loss on paper and it may hurt to look at so don't look at it (laughs) until it comes back right right. you are listening to money talks your trusted resource for your money your future your life Got a question for the Money Talks experts? Call our question hotline, 855-429-9166. Or email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at hensler.com. You can also find us on most social media platforms under Hensler Group or on the web at hensler.com. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. 
This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.